This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side, a lonely scientist, a girl in a portal. Get out of here, Jimbo. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we watch every episode of seminal horror anthology show, Tales from the Dark Side, in order for your enjoyment. We are on Season 2, Episode 3. My God. Ring Around the Redhead. Um, joining me, as always, is Jen Hansen and Hello. Matt Rose. I am Matt Hello. Noss, and boy, oh boy, this episode had a lot of saxophone. <laughs> It did. <laughs> this really was a very saxophone-heavy episode. Yeah. Uh, before uh, a new uh, feature of this show is that uh, we take the title "Ring Around the Redhead" and based on title alone, we try to guess what this episode is about. I was completely wrong. Uh, my episode was "This Redhead Kid's the Devil." Uh, is that going to be your guess for everything? It might be. <laughs> this title is the devil. Yep. I will be right eventually. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> Uh, mine was a case of ring around the collar proves a husband is cheating with his redheaded secretary, so the wife kills them both. That's a great out. That would have been better. Yeah. Um, mine was just a, a world where uh, redheads are cursed. Oh, that's good too. I like that as well. Um, we didn't get either, any of those. No. Instead, Jen hit us with the sweet deets of this episode. Sure. Well, we got ring around the redhead. This is season two, episode three, aired October thirteenth. 1985, and death row inmate Billy Malone tells a journalist of how he survived an earthquake and found a portal to another dimension. Out of that portal popped young Kina, whose ensuing relationship with Billy seals his fate. This episode starred uh, John Hurd. What? Yep. Uh, John Hurd, who was in everything in the 80s. He the big was, chill, body heat. Yeah, he was the dad in Home Alone. He was oh, yeah. uh, He was in Big. He was in He was in Chud. He oh was my in God, Cat- that's right. He was in Chud with, he was uh, in Cat with Daniel Hurd. Yeah. Uh, or, um, Daniel uh, Stern. Stern. Daniel Stern yeah. and John Goodman. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He was in Cat People. He was in the Pelican Brief. Uh, a lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of 80s heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, and then it also starred uh, baby, baby Pen- Penelope Ann Miller. She was yeah, such she a baby. Was, she was young. I would say that she was probably at least 18 or 19. She was 21 yeah. in this, oh, 21. and this was okay. her first right. role. Um, oh, wow. She was so uh, new in her career, she was just going by Penelope Miller. Oh. Yeah. In the credits, she was credited as Penelope, Penelope Miller. Penelope Miller, yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, I remember her in the 80s from uh, The Gun and Betty, Lou, Betty Lou's Handbag. Uh, I, what I remember her from most is Adventures in Babysitting. She's great in Adventures she's in Babysitting. Great. She spikes her mom's tab with yep. Drano. Yeah. Uh, she uh, she's uh, awesome in The Freshman. Uh, <laughs> she's in Big Top Pee Wee, Kindergarten Cop. She's great. She's a doll. Uh, and this episode was written and directed by Ted Gershuni. Um, Gershuni. Uh, I know we've seen another. 
Ted Gershuni before because I, once again, I'm struggling with his name. He's the writer of Silent Night, Bloody Night, and five episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Hmm. And some episodes of Monsters, which we'll get to in a couple years. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I don't. So you did not like. You were not happy with this episode. This you did ep- not like this. See, I did not I, like. This I personally kind of liked this. I kind of liked this episode too. This no. one hurt hurt Maddie. This one hurt me. Um, well, here's the thing: is that man lives in a sunlit world mm-hmm. of what he believes to be reality, but unseen by most, there is an underworld. Yeah. Let's all say it at the same time. A place that is just just as real, but not not as brightly lit. lit. A A dark side. side. Oh, we're getting better. Okay. Yeah. Um, So the door from the dark the door from the dark side swings wide open, and then all I'm greeted to is saxophone. uh, Saxophone. Uh, and basically, it is the exact same soundtrack of a VHS murder mystery game I had yep. when I, I was, was a kid. Me, I was thinking like early '90s softcore porn, but like I was thinking like a cheesy like uh, like eight like noir retread. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, like yeah. guy noir on yeah. uh, fucking Prairie Home Companion. It's real Red Shoes <laughs> Diary. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. 1, See, that's thousand percent Red Shoe Diaries. Right, that's yeah. why I said softcore porn. Okay, because right? yeah. I, I, uh, I, I had a hard time taking the leap for this one. So it, uh, it starts with you're in prison. And this, these sets in season two looks fantastic. way better, way better. Like there was actual props and stuff. Like when they're, well, go ahead. When, when we'll, we'll get to the props later. Right. But uh, it opens up in prison in a jail cell. And it turns out that the lead characters on Billy. Death Road. Billy is Billy, who was played Road. by John Hurd, is, uh, is getting executed in six hours. Six hours. And in his cell is a, a leggy drink of water. A real tall sarsaparilla. <laughs> Legs for days. Attitude for moments. <laughs> she wants to interview him. She wants the real scoop, the inside skinny, the real deal. <laughs> No muff, no guff. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just imagining what a brassy, real brassy yeah. dame would say. Yeah, see? Nah, see? I just That's not want... how a blonde sounds. I'm a blonde lady. Now, give me the real scoop. So he kind of starts telling his story, which, but it's a lot of, I couldn't follow this part of it. It was... Um. Well, so... From what I recall, um, she she asks him about uh, the because he's he's on death row for murder, mm-hmm. um, and so she starts to ask him kind of what his side is, right? And he says, "Well, if Keena was here, she could Kena tell would you, help me. Yeah, she would help me." To which I'm thinking this whole time that. He kills Kina. Right. And that's why she's not there to help him. Um, so then he starts talking about how he was an inventor. He invented things. That's what he did. Um, and that this all started during the earthquakes. Cut to him in his workshop. Cowering under a, table, under a bench. Yep. Under a table. <laughs> 
Would you just let your hatred for this episode subside <laughs> so we can get through the plot? Because Matt, so far his tr- his story checks out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he is covered in dust. Well, yeah, there, so stuff's fallen. Uh, so we can only assume that they're in California or something like that. And so he's under the table. Stuff's fallen. You can see like science stuff in the background. Like there's probably one of those um, machines where like it's like a I oscilloscope. Don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You knew exactly Matt just did a thing going. with his finger, and I you knew know? it was a oscilloscope. <laughs> boop, boop. Now, who's um. the scientist? <laughs> uh, it's um. a really cool set. Mm-hmm. It's a great set. Yeah. Great set. There's all kinds of stuff around, and uh, for some reason, an empty water jug, but we don't have to get into that one. And a paper mache volcano right in the middle of the room now. That, that looked like more than a paper, yeah. mache, paper mache volcano, Matt. That looked... Like that was a, a foam s- posit. Some yes. sort of something thrust up through the floor, and it's like a blue volcano. Yeah, and and it's yeah, and so he he, being a genius inventor, he puts his face right in the mm-hmm. volcano. Like, huh? What? What's this? Face so, hugger would have sprung right out. Yeah, exactly. And then then chest burster, and we're all dead. Um, so he looks into the glowing blue. Um, orb or whatever in this volcano, and it turns out that there's a ring um, at the at the mouth of the volcano. Um, and at first, what I thought it meant was a ring like that you'd put on your finger, mm. but no, I just mean a circular metal um, thing around the uh, the mouth of the volcano. And when he he would see something, and um, every time he put a probe in, the environment changed. Yeah, so he's dropping. Um, he's dropping like thermometers. He's doing te- tests for uh, temperature and for yep. depth. So sometimes the thermometer comes out and it's frozen. Sometimes it's on fire. Mm-hmm. What is happening down here? Nobody yeah. knows. It's crazy. And so, what I will say about this episode, and especially all episodes so far in season two, these episodes cook, man. Mm-hmm. There isn't a moment I'm like, oh god. There isn't a wasted breath. No, no, in this no they're, they're actually they're really they're really going along, man. And they're... and this haunted exposition dump is the episode. Like, yeah, he's yeah. telling the story. But yeah, the so story he's not is... he's not just telling. Well, and even if he was just recounting his last. I've seen that narrative done on tons of other shows. That would have been. On, I've seen that on on this show. I mean, think of Jen No Chaser. Um, no, thank you. But <laughs> but I mean more of just a, of a of a voiceover, right? Oh, of sure, sure, Like sure. this is my story. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Um, where you know, I mean, you'd see the same thing on Alfred Hitchcock Presents mm-hmm. or or Amazing Stories or a wide variety of other um, other venues. But so. I think this is around the time that Jimbo gets. Yeah, so in. he's got. So now Jimbo, his buddy Jimbo is here, and well, buddy. Yeah, I don't understand why Jimbo is there. I the don't, Jimbo I don't. relationship is one of my main problems with this. Okay. Episode. Oh, so I think he brought Jimbo in because some of the stuff that he pulled out of the volcano, he needed somebody to appraise. And so Jimbo, Jimbo is an appraiser. Uh, well, he had one of those things that appraisers wear. A loop? Like the, uh, yeah. A jeweler's loop? Yes. He had a... And so he was... I know things. <laughs> so he's he's looking at uh, what they had pulled out, and he's like, oh, that's one of the biggest rubies i ever seen. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about Jimbo for a second. <laughs> let's. They went to the ABCs of sketchy characters oh, for Jimbo. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. 
Like I, the only thing that he was missing was tuxedo pants, tuxedo <laughs> pants, and a dirt stash. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, he has the slick back hair. He does. He just he looks like somebody who would ask you if you want to buy a watch yes. when you were when you were in Manhattan, right? He like, reeks of shady. Also, when he sort of smiles, you don't see any teeth, and he looks like a muppet. <laughs> he does. He it's totally really does. weird. And he's Jimbo also got a really big, yeah. He's also got a really big nose. Yeah. And like, you know, hey, I've got a big nose too. And kind but of this a guy mullet. is. But you have yeah, teeth. Oh, yeah. I can see them. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, he also he also has some kind of mullet. And you know who? <laughs> you know who he actually remind me of hmm. is the star of Fart the movie. <gasps> <gasps> he does. He totally yes, looks he like does. him. <laughs> Guys. The two of you have an entire podcast dedicated to fart the movie. <laughs> let's not let's not true. soil this, this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Thanks sorry. for listening. <laughs> um, so Jimbo wants to monetize this volcano. Right. He wants him to like get a crew in there all day, every day, pulling stuff out of this mm-hmm. volcano. And uh, Billy's like, no, no, that's no. not. I mean, this, this is, is no. Yeah, he's this a is, scientist. I'm a he scientist. Wants to I'm an inventor. I want to. Yeah. I want to find out what makes this thing tick, right? So he decides he's not going to let Jimbo ruin this thing. He's going to shut this down. So he he sends Jimbo away, and as Jimbo is leaving, he's like, "Hey, Jimbo, how about that ruby back?" Jimbo had stuck the ruby in his pocket, his pocket because shady. he's a shady motherfucker. Yeah, no, don't really. like this Jimbo. Shady no. Book. Um, so he gets a bag, Jimbo leaves, five seconds later, girl pops out of the volcano. Yeah, Billy's straight up winching a girl And she's, out. well, yeah, and I mean, she's full on Nell mode, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's making no sense. Um, she gets out, she runs to the door, uh, Billy runs after her like, no, 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 like, I don't, I'm, I'm not trying to hurt you. She's all sparkly, it's, it's baby Penelope Ann Miller. Yes. Uh, with a with a kind of a faux hawk deal going on, or like well, that eighties. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to describe exactly what was going on with her hair, um, and then wearing what I can only describe as something that um, uh, Wilma Flintstone would wear. Yeah. So and she's bedazzled, like yeah. she has. Oh yeah, she's sparkly as fuck. So she's a sparkly um, she cave woman. Doesn't yeah. quite have the haircut of the daughter in Wildcats. Um, uh, in in the movie Wildcats, there there's a redheaded daughter who has halfway through the movie, like a Wildcats the um the Goldie Hawn Goldie foot, H- yeah 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 the, the whole Goldie Hawn football movie. Um, it's like a mullet. It's like a mullet combined with a mohawk. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Totally totally totally. Yep. So she's she's up. She's speaking gibberish and she's running around trying to escape this room. Yeah, and so he's he's finally able to calm her down. Like, hey, look, you're you're safe here. Just relax. Let me teach you my name: <clears throat> Earth, Bird, Bee, Ball, and Boat. What I what what I put? <laughs> Got it. Nailed your language. So he has. Because I don't, I don't know where he's getting that she's an alien, right? She came from the fucking Earth, yeah. pinhead. So he's got a picture of, like, the solar system, and he points to Earth, and he goes, here, Earth. And she's like, Earth. Earth. He's like, yeah, Earth, Earth. I'm Billy. Bill E. 
Billy. Billy. Yes. Yeah. Good. 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 So she draws a fucking mountain range or something and then says, Kina. All right. Great. Now we know her name. Yeah. Kina. We can stop calling her baby Penelope Ann Miller, right? <laughs> I might still keep doing it. No, please do. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah. So it, it goes through, I guess, kind of a... Almost montage. Yeah, I was just yeah. gonna say like a like a um Henry Hyde montage, mm-hmm. right? Where or not Henry Hyde. Henry Higgins. Henry Higgins, yeah. Thank you. Oh, Henry Hyde is a different character <laughs> altogether. <laughs> yes, it's it's Henry Higgins meets uh uh Splash. Like yeah, Tom Hanks yeah, and yeah, Splash yeah, taking yeah, care that's, of uh, that's a good way to put it, yeah. yeah. But another one where she picks this language up. Rule easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, 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 he's like B. Like they get to B, and already she's fucking quoting Shakespeare yeah. to him. Like to hey, that's, be. That's a that's a bird. To be or not to be. That's a ball. So he keeps her in captivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this whole time I'm like, there's still an effing portal behind you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are real subtle about this portal. Like, <laughs> no, because well, they, he's distracted. He's got a hottie in the workroom. Yeah. But this is like you pulled one girl out. I was expecting it was the classic we've we've presented a gun mm-hmm. and uh the end. The end. <laughs> but there's a gun. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. okay. No, no, no. That's I, I'm I'm going to disagree with you on that, but we'll we'll get to why um in just a little bit. So Sundress. Yes, he yes. is. He starts bringing her gifts. He brings her a sundress and underwear. And now it starts to feel a little creepy, a little creepazoid, because he's talking about her and like how childlike she is, and she's definitely younger than him. Oh, absolutely. And he's keeping her in a basement. Like I know she came out of a portal, but I don't think that she's seen sunlight. No. And now he's like dressing her up. Well, okay. So to be fair to Billy here. He provides her the dress, and as soon as she drops Trow, he does turn he, around. Yeah, he turns around and he legitimately looks embarrassed mm-hmm. and like hands her the rest of the stuff. Like I, I, I understand why you might think that this was total creep territory, mm-hmm. but I do truly think that he was trying to protect her because, well, I mean. She's from a portal, right? Like she's she's not a human, and how is he going to keep her a secret? Yeah, I I think this goes to John Hurd being a really good actor. This could have been, I think, in less experienced hands. This could have been really kind of gross. Oh yeah, and I I think that he really pulls off that. And I mean, you know, he says a bunch of times. I I'm not sure where I have in my notes, but um, like he. he he really is just he's in my opinion he was trying to protect her yeah. from yeah. from the outside and from Jimbo and people like Jimbo yeah. who i mean would basically try to use her as some kind of commodity i did like that when she wrote her name it was a sound wave oh oh see i thought that was a mountain range but <laughs> oh that's interesting yeah no that's i i i like your idea much better than mine um, so we kind of cut to the point where she's uh, she's, know, she's reading all his. He says to the reporter, "She read all of my books. Yeah, stuff that took me years to get through. She read, she read in, in a day. In, yeah, in a day or a week or yeah. So she's she's already like smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's 
she's telling him about where she's from. Mm-hmm. Um, and geez, it's uh, <laughs> so I kind of thought that the veal thing was funny. Was the veal she, thing now? Oh yeah, because she wasn't. Um, yeah, she wasn't like wasn't eating. Yeah, she wasn't eating. Um, and she just you know she never really seemed like she was hungry or anything. What was the keep it cold bit with the with the uh, veal? He brings out a raw plate of veal and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna cook this and make veal something." Veal, yeah, some Italian name, and mm-hmm. then they both say it poorly if yeah. four times in a row. Yeah, and then he's just like, "Ha ha ha! No, no, no! It doesn't matter. I'll go make it." And then she's like, "No, don't heat it up." And then just Keep takes up yeah. a fucking brick of cold ass veal and then just starts chewing on it. And then he was just like, oh, well, you could do that too. All right. Veal popsicle. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, not happy. Matt this. was not happy in this episode. I was no, not no, happy he in was this not. episode. He was not. Um, so that's uh, after that. Um, it cuts to them uh, talking in front of an eye of the storm. Which yeah. uh, obviously fancy ass science device and something he, at that one I point at one point Billy goes this is as far as we come. <laughs> so I did I did I did laugh yeah I did that laugh was, at that that was kind of stupid. Um, where like this is the pinnacle yeah of human science where it's like well, well I think curing yeah. polio might have been it. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but so, she comments on how primitive it is. Yeah. And she says that her science can stop time and transfer matter. Yeah. And then uh, I think it's around that time that, uh, that old Jimbo shows A up. A whole Jimbo shows Just back busts up. Just like, busts through the door like, hey, you left the door open, so uh, I took that as an invitation. You know what this is about, Billy. Just get out of my way. I'm here for the ring. <laughs> He's here for the ring. And I mean, to, to be fair, Billy does not put up much of a fight. He's just like, no. Yeah. Don't take that uh, ring. That's how she needs to get that. That gets her home. Yeah, he might as well have just pointed at the girl, like, "No, don't, don't take yeah. it. It's the only <laughs> because thing. then she'll be here forever. Yeah, she'll be stuck in my basement forever. Oh no, oh. oh no. Um. So also, how do they know it's the ring that's the portal and not the volcano? Volcano. Yeah. Um. Good question. Like, well, what no, if the no. ring- because because when he adjusted the ring. You could tell the inside of the volcano change. Oh, oh that's right, 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 okay. right, right, right. Um, so he takes it, goes home, mm-hmm. and then I guess the two of them do whatever, right? Like it's like, oh well, he took the ring, so. Keen- oh, Keena well. says she is not she is not concerned about the ring being gone because she said it's not a big deal. My people will find me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have ways of of tracking me down. NBD. Yeah, and um, and so. Uh, he takes the ring. He leaves. End of Act Two. Mm-hmm. That's it, and or at the beginning Act Three is when she's kind of talking. Or no, no, I'm sorry. You're right. The the second act I'm done with that, and then the third act starts with Jimbo coming back, bringing the ring back. Like don't want it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so he's explaining to uh to Billy. That apparently he ripped somebody's arm off. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. I take that back. Billy went to Jimbo's and Jimbo explained to him um, that, like, I don't want it anymore. It's totally messed up. And he saw him burying an arm. Yes. Right. And so Kina is like, oh, fuck. That's really bad. That's really it's bad. barbaric. We have to get this away from him. Yeah, we well, we have to get away from him. And no one from my 
you know, dimension can find out about this, they will be pissed. Mm-hmm. Um, to which, like, for me, that was that was a whole avenue that they didn't explore, but they've got 22 minutes, right? right. So couldn't. Um, so he starts to freak out and stuff. They go outside and like have a fight, basically. Yeah, they're yeah they're. I think they're fighting over Jimbo the and, ring and Billy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Jimbo and, and Billy are fighting outside. Um, well, they started fighting inside, and it ended up being on the front lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I guess a, a cloud shows up mm-hmm. and engulfs Jimbo. And then um, I guess he described it as hearing a bunch of crunching noises. Mm-hmm. And then um, this cloud Jimbo chews him up and spits him out. Well, he spits a part of him out anyway. Um, and so that is around where I guess the police get involved. Yeah. he And, and Billy goes back downstairs, goes back into the house, and the volcano has it's now gone. collapsed. Yeah. yeah. And it's and gone. Kina and is, Kina is gone too. Kina is gone as well. Um, and this is around when the police get involved, and we find out um, that the trial uh, in, in, in Billy's mind was a sham. Mm-hmm. Though I'm, well, I guess they wouldn't really have to produce so the body I... when they produce skull fragments in the front lawn, which is yeah. So what they, they reports found. that the neighbors heard the two or heard and saw the two of them fighting. fighting. And uh, so I'm like, wait a minute, Billy is on death row because he killed Jimbo. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, no you know, murder murder is still illegal, <laughs> regardless of whether the guy's a douchebag or not. I mean, could so, it, but they didn't find a body, right? But they found skull fragments, and those skull fragments would have DNA, right? So, yeah. you know, I mean, it, w- while you don't have a body, you have pieces of a body, and that is, I guess, legally good enough, right? Mm. Yeah. I guess at this point, nobody was like, hey, reasonable doubt. We we cut back to the basement at one point uh, of like a memory of him and Kina. Yes. <laughs> and Kina is talking about the magic that they, they do. And she says that we imagine what we want, then we make it happen. And she she concentrates on the table and a black box appears. And she says, open it. And inside is a picture of him. As a nerd. Yes, <laughs> wearing glasses. So, did she invent him? Was this all like? Uh, Ooh. What does that mean? Why was I? I I think that I don't think so. I think that this was her just showing a small example of what they can do because then we can is conjure. Around- we can make. Well, because this is around the time that she explains to them that they don't really. Well, guys, remember, uh, uh, she says that we think of things and we make them happen. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, that's what I do because Mm -hmm. I'm an inventor. And she says, but we don't even have like jobs, right? Our our whole goal in our society is to expand our mind, to make ourselves smarter, to Mm -hmm. increase to societal knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. And then it cuts back to them walking him to the um the electric, the electric chair, chair which is fairly bar- barbaric and not uh not an advanced way of thinking before no, no, we get there though uh the the 
reporter gives him this look before he goes, like, hey, before you go, uh, maybe one last fuck? I mean, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we just, uh, you know, come on. We could just, uh, right here in the cell, nobody's going to notice. Except for all the guards outside. <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand like the film noir aspect of the episode. Um, well, I guess I don't know. I mean, would you consider I, I I wouldn't consider Kina a femme fatale, but No, like the stuff in the basement and the stuff with the the portal, like none there of that. There was two separate shows going yeah, on. Yeah. There was the well, but, okay, VHS but, murder so, mystery happening. Well, hey, 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 let's not go too far. Um, but I mean, I guess the same could be said though for for you know scenes during Casablanca, right? Where when it cuts back to him and uh, Matt, are you comparing this episode to Casablanca? No, okay. but I'm I'm talking about where you have a movie where in the present it's completely different than a flashback. Where it's him and uh, what is it, Ilsa in mm-hmm. in uh, France in Paris, and they're happy and things are going great, but then cut to and you know. It's but that's more different. of like a like an emotional change. This is like a like a style change, right? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Noss just got really bored. <laughs> eh, I didn't like this episode. I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> I couldn't notice that you came into my prison cell. <laughs> hey, uh, do you want to talk about this girl named Kina who's really underage that I want to bone? Super cool. Anyway, I murdered Jimbo on my lawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Is that careless whisper? Of course it's okay. careless yeah. <laughs> right. Why does the box have his picture in it? Why does the box have his pit? Why? What does well, that mean? Because, well, I think maybe I it was think that important that was just, to her. Well, I think that that's that's definitely um, a potential, or just she. <laughs> I don't She's know. never going to dance she wanted again. To, she wanted to pick something that he'd recognize. A picture of him as a nerd. I don't know. Um, it's you. You're it's a you, nerd. stupid. Hey, hey, Dumbo. I know you don't have the same intellect as me, so here's a picture of you in a box. Get it? Get it, nerdlinger? I can do <laughs> I can do this. This bra bomb better work, nerdlinger. <laughs> we'll be back with Corey Masterson in School of Hard, Hard Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dean <laughs> Hello Dean You are a stupid head <laughs> We're almost done with this episode. Our Simpsons podcast <laughs> I as this by season four this is gonna just be mostly Simpsons references. <laughs> At one point we will do the entire monorail. Yes. <laughs> um so it cuts to them strapping him in, all that. Um Oh, wait, no, but she asked him what his final words to uh, Kina would be, right? Did either of you write down what the final words to Kina would be? Kina, I can't live without you. These careless whispers. (laughs) It's, It's like when you have a kid and you're at the store and you're like, just... 
try to not wreck anything, and they're like just throwing stuff everywhere and you know, just, open this bag of chips, yeah. eat one chip, and then put it back. Like, uh, just we we can finish the episode. Let Matt Matt can uh, let, let him play with his phone. He's got Angry Birds on it. <laughs> it keeps him busy. I know they say it's not good for him, but. <laughs> Every moment of this episode laden with saxophone. The sexiest saxophone. Oh. We're almost done. Is, we are. Is the, we are. Is the Red Shoe Diary soundtrack? Let me on see if Spotify? I can find that. See if we can find that. So Billy is getting strapped to the chair. Oh, you gave me a task. <laughs> <laughs> Billy is getting strapped to the chair, and it is almost midnight. There is a group of onlookers, presumably Jimbo's family? Well, I, I would assume just witnesses. Okay. Um, there's uh, what I can only assume is the warden, mm-hmm. um, and then the two executioners. Um, there were a couple of women and a guy. They looked older, so I thought maybe those were Jimbo's parents. Could be. Could be. Um, or just or just witnesses, or maybe other reporters. Um, <clears throat> so... They have Do him. He's go got, watch a lot of executions. Um, Do they actually well, I know, them? I know. Uh, for for John Wayne Gacy, there yeah. was. I bet that had quite a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, so he's got the hood on, strapped in. The minute hand hits, you know it 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 is now midnight, and we are flipping the switch. The warden looks a little excited. The, the warden this also sounds points. like the cutscene music from Resident Evil. <laughs> Jill, I'm so glad you made it out. Oh, Barry. You were almost a Jill, Jill sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Why can't we do the intro as good as we just did Jill Sandwich? I don't know. We're going to have to practice more. <laughs> I, I think because we've seen Jill Sandwich a lot more than we've seen the intro, which is really saying something. <laughs> a snake. <laughs> Barry, don't, don't die. die. Chris, don't die. Wesker. Jill. Take this. You're the master, master of, of unlocking, unlocking things. things. <laughs> Wesker, when did you get here? Ha, Chris. We're the same voice actor. <laughs> anyway. <Whoa>. Brains. <laughs> we will. We will get through the last 30 seconds of this episode. God damn it. Um, the switches are flipped. So but- yeah, it, well, so the the warden points to the executioner. Executioner flips the switch. We hear, and in the room, for some reason, the room is dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. We can't see him getting electrocuted, which is not how things are done. Um, and hey, who's that? It's Kina being thrown into frame from the corner. <laughs> she, the entrance 
sequence is really weird. It's like they <gasps> planned for like, her to be like dropped in magically or something, and then they ran out of money. She seriously jumped from the top corner, yeah, like right onto the executioner's chair. Yeah, so she hops up in his lap, all you know, cutie Santa baby. <laughs> and yeah, and she's like, "Hey, guess what? I don't want you to die. Mm-hmm. I'm here." Let's she talked to the Let's elders. She talked to the elders, and she's allowed to bring him home where he can just think. Yeah, I mean, granted, he's going to be a pet for them, right? Because he's a total dummy, right? But still, like, all right, okay, and uh, yeah. So they can't see us, and we only have like a minute. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to decide whether you want to come a piece of human charcoal or whether you want to come with me and be my lap dog. Right. Like, well, okay, I guess lap dog is going to work for me. I didn't know I loved you so much, Kina. You know, um, guy like me, place like this, about to be electrocuted. I like how we had to move the phone. Yeah. See your name. Oh, oh, hey, uh, hold on for a second. Uh, hey, Kina. <laughs> hey, Tila. Uh, <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Time unfreezes. He's gone. And so this, you know what? I think that the last 15 seconds would have been, would have made the episode if while everybody is walking around the um, executioner's chamber looking for him. They were playing the yakety sax <laughs> <laughs> because they're sitting there like scratching their heads. I wonder if like, he's underneath think, the electric think, chair. Yes, I, I think, look under again. For some reason, I think there was like a, a like a trash basket in the corner. Like someone picks it up. Like maybe remove the bag. Like is he under the bag? <laughs> Guess he's not underneath this <laughs> trash bin. <laughs> Oh, uh, Billy, you, you've escaped our grasp once again. Oh, wait, I found him. <laughs> Where was he? It's right here in the corner. Credits. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I blowed out of the chair. Oh, oh, don't worry about Billy. He's straight up blowed out of the chair. <laughs> But instead, what happens is uh, we get we get the uh, reporter <laughs> taking up the phone. <laughs> Hello, downtown. Yeah, this is me. Oh, there was going to be electrocution, but it's crazy over here. Have I got a scoop for you? Here's a real story. It's a love story between an old man and a prepubescent girl. <laughs> Just as illegal, but much more scintillating. These red shoes can be worn all night. <laughs> so, Zolman um, King, take me away. <laughs> Do you think those movies even would have been a thing if the internet was bigger? No. Oh, no, God, no. Not. Yeah, because porn, right? Yeah. Um, okay. What made this episode? Because now I'm back 
like I was like, okay, maybe that wasn't a bad episode. And then in talking about it again, now I'm I'm probably more in Matt's camp. Hmm. Um, but what Matt? What do you made it not fun? Because I, I that's what I feel. Like. I feel like the episode wasn't fun. It like wasn't it, a fun episode. Wasn't fun to watch. Um, the the noir element never really paid off. Right. And like to drive that much saxophone. Well, I mean, it was it was very eighties. <laughs> okay, look, take the saxophone out of this. Can't. God. <laughs> I was able to I was able to tune out the saxophone almost instantly, but I grew up in the eighties, and that's what you just yeah. had to do. That was yeah. a coping strategy. No, no, for real. I like I I have the ability to do that too. Yeah. Like once in a while, I'll be listening to a song from the eighties, like uh, Romeo Void. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is some serious fucking saxophone in some of their songs, and it's like, I don't even, god damn it. That's a harmonica. This, what, what, what the hell kind of- And now your seven day forecast. (laughs) (laughs) Heat index. Oh God! This is a Beatles song. Oh what? Uh, and I love her. Oh. All right, we're good. Right, I that think off. I think I think we're past fair use now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, what it was was that the this was another one where the plot was whisper thin. Mm-hmm. Um, the. I just didn't I, go, I, I disagree I, with the plot being whisper thin, but I think that some of the characters were not fleshed out properly. So that maybe that's that it. Impacted. There was like almost too much, I thought, to the plot. Well, because like Jimbo, Jimbo shows up when they need a bad guy. He's not an actual character. Yeah, he's, a he's plot not device. great as a as a bad. Yeah, that the Jimbo like. I, so I guess the reason he's being he's being electrocuted doesn't work for me because that's just if it were him in a diner instead of him in jail. Telling the story to a uh, to a waitress, but then what are the there are no stakes. Well, I guess are the stakes just lost love, lost love, All lost right. love, or or maybe he was acquitted in the murder case. Mm. I don't know. I it just death. Maybe row, he's on the run. Maybe because he would still be implicated yeah. in Jimbo's disappearance, but. You know, I, maybe he's just a person of interest. I don't know. I, I mean, there's there's definitely angles they could have approached. Yeah. Um. That would have, that would have impacted this. And I, I mean, I mean, this obviously wasn't a perfect episode by any means. It wasn't. Means. And let me also be honest. It was well acted. Yeah. I felt like it was really well acted. And, and I think that's. I think that's part of the reason why I am kind of sticking with this episode is because we saw some real turds in season one. Yeah. And. You know what was uh what the the odds wasn't that the one with Danny Aiello yes. and Tom Noonan yeah um that one was well acted too yes um but then you know you you look at fucking Grandma's Last Wish man yeah that was not <laughs> that was but, I wanted to tear my hair but up, the odds it? was like a simple story I'm pretty sure there was saxophone in that too oh oh are we are we just talking about the saxophone no no I'm oh, just, okay. I'm just, I'm just I, I didn't know if we were I'm just bringing a that back okay. that Matt right. did not play Careless Whisper. During the during the review for that, yeah, and this he just won't let it. Well, yeah, but the main reason I'm playing Careless Whisper is it's just ham fisted in yeah. this episode. Like it, the moment well, they but get they back, really, they really were going. It was a for, choice. It yeah, was they. A choice. I mean, they really were going 
for some serious content. Did you see Matt <laughs> plugging his phone? Yeah, in. no, now I know what's coming. Uh, so they really were going for a serious noir feel. And but it just didn't match the rest of the episode, and it just felt well. You, it was you, too much. You rarely ever see noir and sci-fi mixed together, right? And so, never done well. So. so if you took the whole murder element out of the episode, the whole noir, the whole telling the story, and it was just an episode of John Hurd as the inventor, make you know, and there's an earthquake, this ring shows up, he's got uh, you know, a shady buddy, uh, and then she disappears and then somehow he finds you know, there's some other details. Yeah. Do you even really need the execution angle? I don't know. Okay. No, no, definitely not. And I mean, honestly, the the end was by far my least favorite part of this. Yeah. Where she shows up all of a sudden and is like, hey, I'm here to rescue you, you know, and mm-hmm. then does like a fucking I Dream a Genie blink and they're gone. Right. Um, yeah. Because there were some moments where it was like, it was almost implied he either he was making it up, he had made her up. The, the moment with seeing the um, his picture in the box that she had summoned, so it was possible she had just dreamed him up. I think if he had been, they flip the switch, and then you don't see what happens. Um, I, I think that, like, leaving it open-ended. So that would have been in your, writer, your writer's room for it? I, I feel like if they left it open-ended, though, like, really, we would have just thrown our notebooks at TV. No, I don't think so. No? I think, I think if it would have been open-ended... Um, I, I think I would have given it more leeway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Matt would have given uh, the finger to the screen. Yeah, <laughs> the I end. got really <laughs> upset. You did. You I you don't normally do that um, to episodes of uh, of Tales from the Dark Side, and I, I yeah. mean some of them deserve it. So I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure, but uh, yeah, I I think that the framing device of the death row stuff. Um, wasn't necessary, mm-hmm. but I mean, to be on Matt's side, they paid for that sax music they yeah. did. and they were going to use it somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I somewhere fake breasts are being massaged. <laughs> All right. Is that David Duchovny? It was David Duchovny. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to I'm going to throw out a rating system. Okay. Before I do, I I I think at this point we need to start judging season 2 on its own merit and okay. not comparing, and not it, comparing to it to season, season one. 1. So we've okay. we've stepped up in quality. That's so fair. just based on the merit of what we've seen this season, scale of 1 to 10, how many hunks of frozen veal would you give this episode? 5 and a half. Okay. Uh, I was at four. Four? Okay. I would give it a five. Okay. Wow. I was not expecting to be as close as you guys for how much it sounded like you liked it. Um, well, I mean, this wasn't a, a... I don't think that it was a bad episode, but I think that there were definitely areas they could have improved. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, But I mean, if we were going based on acting and sets mm-hmm. i would have given it a much higher rating right because i i really do think that the cast did the best they could with what they had right okay um it's just that there were there were pot uh, there were points in the plot that really could have been improved um characters were not fleshed out enough 
like Jimbo, mm-hmm. just no. Jimbo is like a dangling thread. It's like yeah. why, yeah. why yeah. Jimbo? Yeah, I mean, why they, because, Jimbo? Because they had to have a reason to throw him. It he had to have a reason to be electrocuted. It's like the electrocution idea came up, and then they First. couldn't let it go. Right? Yeah, when they found the other story, because there was so much to the other story. It's like, well, who cares? Why do we even need this? Any any alternate names, guys? Um, I I thought that Kina's ring would be a better name mm-hmm. than oh I um, like that ring I like around that. the yeah. redhead, just because Kina's ring like ring around the redhead. I'm sorry, that's a dumb fucking name. Yeah, it is. Um, where Kina's ring at least that makes you wonder a who's Kina, um, <laughs> b what's with their ring, right? <laughs> yeah, it leads you in more. Well, it's it's like a cutesy name that does not fit this episode. At no, all. not a, yeah. not in at mm. all. Uh, mine is BJK <laughs> for, for Billy, Jimbo, and Kina. Oh, Jesus. Oh, mine is uh, Stargate SG Dumb. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I was proud of that. <sighs> if you made it this far in the episode, thank you so much for listening to Transmissions from the Dark Side. Uh, if you are not subscribed to us already, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a review on there. It helps other people find the show as well. We're also on Google Play and Stitcher, and they have subscription and reviews. So why not do that if you're on those platforms? Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash T from the Dark Side. Find us on Twitter at TFTDS Pod and our email is t from the dark side at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you. And thank you to everybody who is listening and sending us messages and stuff. It's really great. It's nice to uh find fellow fans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. People who are equally into this. Uh here's a little red shoes tango just to take us out. Try to enjoy the daylight. The daylight. Try to enjoy the daylight. Thank you, Jen. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. So that's sexy sax. (laughs) Bruh. You guys have no much. You have no idea how much I wanted to say. This creamed corn tastes like creamed crap. Transmissions from the Dark Side is created, hosted, and produced by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side, and on Twitter at TFTBSPod. Email us at tfromthedarkside at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.